the Plumbing and HVAC Internet Marketing Show. Discover how to market your plumbing or HVAC business online. From SEO and PPC to Google Maps, reputation management, and social media marketing, we share the ideas and strategies to get your phone ringing, trucks running, and business booming. Well, hey, this is Josh Nelson, and welcome to this episode of the Plumbing and HVAC Marketing Profits Podcast. Uh, today, I'm super excited. We're going to be interviewing Lucas Salino. Uh, they run a full-service plumbing HVAC company based in the Buffalo, New York market. Um, amazing interview. Share some insights on how when he joined the company, he doubled down on internet marketing, website, SEO, pay-per-click, social media. Um, he's seeing a 35% growth year over year in his business. Uh, one of the quotes I really love from this, uh, you'll hear it in the interview, but he says he really considers their company to be a marketing company that also does plumbing. Amazing insights here. Check it out. Hi, everybody. Thank you for joining us today. My name is Allison, and I am interviewing Luke for our Engage newsletter and our webinar. And so, Luke, you are the president over at uh, Salino Plumbing in Buffalo, New York. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so uh, I'm 28 years old. Uh, Salino Plumbing, we're located in Buffalo, New York, born and raised. Um, live in Buffalo, you gotta, you gotta like the Buffalo Bills. Uh, we're 30 minutes away from Canada, so. Uh, big hockey fans here. I grew up playing hockey, lacrosse, uh, football. Um, I have a uh, German Shepherd. He comes to work with me every day. He's, he's on our trucks and I guess uh, you know, hobbies. I, I, I guess my hobby is working early. That's, that's my main hobby. Okay. How does a 28-year-old really love sports end up you know, co-owning a plumbing company? Yeah, so uh, my father started the company 25 years ago. And uh, I like to tell everybody that when we started, my, my father, um, he, he started business when I was about two or three. And I grew up in uh, the living room. Instead of having Legos, we had uh, plumbing fittings. So I would go and uh, kind of put, you know, the black nipples into different fittings and just kind of play around with them. And it really just evolved from there. So uh, when, whenever you play hockey, it's, it's really involved. So it'd be, uh, you know, you're on a couple teams. And I was a goalie myself, but... Uh, we would go, you know, practice at 6 a.m., then you'd have a game later, you know, 10 a.m. or something in between. So my father, being a small business owner, I, he would drive me to hockey practice. In between practices, um, I'd go to work with him. So I would be holding the flashlight and, and all that. So that was, that was really the start of it. So I've always been involved. I, I always wanted to be a plumber. It's always been my dream. Never wanted to do anything else. I, I always enjoyed fixing things. Awesome. So you were walking in your father's yeah, yeah, yeah. My father, uh, you know, the story really goes back to when my father gets started. My father was, uh, if you're from the area or even in New York, you would you'd recognize the name Salino and Barnes. So Salino is uh, my uncle, and my grandfather actually started the law firm. Um, but my father, when he was about 17, he had, he had a bunch of older, older brothers. They were all doctors, lawyers, everything else. Uh, my father was more hands-on. And certainly wasn't as, as book smart as those guys, but, uh, but could fix anything, could solve any problem. And one day his, his father complained about how much the plumber charged. So uh, I think he was about 16 at that point, and he went to trade school, uh, worked for another plumber for eight years, and, and got his licensing, and um, he started the company there. Great. And so how many uh, trucks are you guys currently running? So we have about 23, 24 trucks right now. Uh, it's a mix of plumbing. Uh, heating and cooling is rather new to us, and then we have a separate underground division. Okay, and so when you um, became the co-owner with your dad, 
was it already at 23 or did you help grow him to that big to that size um yeah so i i pretty much took over as general manager and this is where the the marketing really really kicked in when i was about 20 so about eight years ago um what happened was we, we were just hurting financially i think we had maybe seven employees all together at the time okay and we we were getting rid of our, our office manager and I was like, okay, well, what duties does she do? What do I need to, you know, what can I try and fill in and do? So the first duty was payroll. So I'm like, okay, I'm pretty good at math, pretty, you know, I'm pretty good with Excel. I can certainly figure out the payroll structure. Uh, the other um, two were, one was the website and one was social media. Those were, you know, the three jobs that my father was taking over. So um, eight years ago, the website was important. It certainly isn't as important as it was today. But, you know, I, I didn't know anything about really SEO at this point. Um, so I started off just redesigning the website, trying to keep up on it, and that's that's where I got really engulfed in SEO pay-per-click. Definitely. And so since then, that's where you've seen that, you know, exponential growth, obviously. Yeah, yeah, we've, uh, last three years, we're growing 35% revenue year over year, so I'd say the last four or five years have been by far our heaviest growth stage. Um, when people ask, you know, what, what attributes most to that, I always tell them, you know, number one, the construction industry is just booming anywhere you go, so... Yeah. Uh, if, if you're not growing right now, you're, you're doing something a little wrong. Um, however, there is there are companies that, that just aren't with it. And, and marketing, I, I like to tell people we're a marketing company that also um, does plumbing. So even though I'm the president of the whole company now, I'm also the leader in our strategic planning, which is our operations, but also our marketing, which is a separate division. So we have a small marketing team uh, in-house at Salino Plumbing. Definitely. And so, you know, being your account manager, I've worked with you for almost two years at this point, actually probably a little over two years. And so I've worked with Ali, um, Olivia for a little while. And so I know how important it is to work so closely with um, your staff when we're, you know, talking about all of your marketing efforts. Can you maybe talk a little bit about how important it is to maybe even have a staff like that? Or when, you know, what, at what point in the growth did you say, okay, now I need to hire someone to help me not only externally, but I need to hire someone internally to help me with the external. Yeah. So, I mean, even as a small company, somebody's always playing the marketing functions, right? So even here when we were seven, seven employees, even though it wasn't our only job, the, the office manager was essentially our marketing, somebody in-house doing marketing. Um, so you're always going to have that person in-house. Uh, at least playing some sort of a role. But when I took it from there, I did it for a few years. Um, I never did any coding, so I never did any actual SEO work. So when I started doing that, I would start subbing that out. Um, start off subbing it out to, to smaller guys. You know, I'd kind of design the website on, on paper. This is what I want to look like. Can you design it? Okay, have a different guy code it. Um, so that went on for a while. Uh, then just the, the amount of people that, that started pushing SEO and started trying to get an SEO on pay-per-click, it became more evident that we needed somebody that does this all the time every day. So as far as uh, when we started subbing out to plumbing and HVAC SEO was like you said, maybe two and a half years ago. And that that's made a, a big change as far as somebody on staff um, to do marketing correctly. I mean, I, I'd say everything's marketing, right? The technician pulling up to the house marketing. So, so training those technicians to do the right thing, you know, sticker, the water heaters and everything else. That, that's so valuable. Yeah. Um, yeah. So having somebody in house, it doesn't, you know, marketing can be such a, such a broad term. Um, how you define it is, is really, can be really different in what, what that entitles. 
Definitely. And so um, you just mentioned a little bit about training. Um, can you speak to maybe how you guys train your staff as well as your technicians and your office, your CSRs, um, and how important that is to even seek outside training organizations to do yeah. and to help you? Yeah, I mean, first of all, me as a 28-year-old you know, president of the company, uh, I, I get a lot of help, right? There's, there's tons. Of, I, have, I have two business coaches I work with in particular. And, and they just help guide me. They're, they're much more um, adverse with, with different things. So, so me personally, I have my own coach. Um, as far as our system, we have a service manager for plumbing. We have a service manager for heating and cooling and service manager for underground. So everything kind of goes through there and, and they manage all the techs underneath them. Uh, what we do do that's really unique is uh, when a new helper comes in, anybody that comes in our company reports to the warehouse. So we have a warehouse manager that's, that's just really good and, and they start off, they train, we use service time, so they start off training service time. We're a Nexstar company, so you train some Nexstar, and they get everybody just, just kind of affiliated with, with what this company is already about. So even if we hire like a licensed plumber, they'll go work underneath the warehouse manager for about two weeks before they go into a division. Um, otherwise, if it's somebody brand new, they work underneath the warehouse, and the warehouse guy will still send them out on different jobs with different managers. He, cor he coordinates with the dispatcher to kind of see where people go. But having that, those new guys come in and have just a, a direct contact that's easy to get along with, um, easy to kind of figure out what's going on, that has a lot of capacity, that's always at the shop, is, is made a huge difference for us bringing new talent and getting them trained. Awesome. That's, that's amazing. And so, I mean, with 23 trucks, you guys are, are, I guess, at that point training a lot and pretty often. Um, what are your plans for the rest of the year? Do you see yourselves growing into another truck, maybe another two? Yeah, I mean, right now we got uh, we got four presses starting later in this month, um, so we're really bulking up. I'm mean, with those trucks. We are so undermanned; it's 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 painful. <laughs> but yeah, we uh, we're, we're certainly planning on growing. So HVAC is newer to us. We've only been doing we've really only been doing it well for about three to four months. We've been we started about two years ago. It took until we got the right guy leading that division for it to start to take off. So HVAC, we're now doing about. Uh, 100,000 uh, in revenue each week. And that's, I mean, that, that's just phenomenal for, for being new. Um, so even HVAC, I mean, we're looking to bring on, you know, three installers for the winter here. Wow. I know that we are currently in the process of actually rebranding the name all over the internet to plumbing, uh, Salino Plumbing and HVAC. So that's exciting. Um, and so with that growth, I mean, it obviously comes with a, from a lot of hard work and um, a lot of dedicated staff. So is there anything that you guys do that you may think is a little bit special for people to stay with you long term? Everything. Yeah, no, I think, I think uh, the one thing that we do is, so we, about four years ago, we went through a major culture change. And right. what, we, what we did is we created a, a mission statement that, that's real simple, it's just three lines um, you know, we have, everyone has a mission statement, but unless you live by that mission statement, it, it's useless, right? Mm -hmm. So we create a mission statement and they create five values. Um, the mission statement is uh, we want to be the company that customers want to refer, where employees love to work, and that makes a positive difference in the community. So what we do to ensure that we're reaching as we have metrics set for each of those, those lines in that mission statement. So the person where customers want to refer, uh, you know, we use an MPS score. We, we check how many reviews we got. Uh, we do quality checks. We just we ensure that our quality um, is good and that our customer service is good. Uh, where customers love to work, we use a an, an app or a program called Two Days Mood, 
basically just ask all of our employees twice a week to fill out three simple questions. Um, and it just ensures that there's workplace happiness. Um, and then we're uh, making positives in the community. We, we do, we have a really unique um, marketing plan that, that involves, you know, donating back to the community. Uh, so we, we measure, you know, what we're doing in the community pretty much just with dollars donated. That's, that's the basic metric. We have a few other metrics for all those, but those are, those are our top ones. That's awesome. I mean, those are, those are great integrations that you, you know, put into your, into your business model. Um, the Wings for Hope that, that happened a year ago, that was pretty cool. And for anybody listening, uh, what Selena does, he actually does a giveaway where you wrap the entire truck to match the community that, um, the organization and the community that won. So how do you see that actually um, working as far as, do you see a return investment or is that just really for community outreach? Yeah, so, uh, you know, the hardest thing is always, especially now with, like, pre-roll and, and all these other new new um, ways of advertising, is getting good metrics down, even pre-roll. You know, there's uh, YouTube and Facebook. It's They're both pre-roll, but they both have totally different metrics. You shouldn't see the same view rate. They're, there's all they're just because of how you can skip it. So figuring out the good metrics to measure is, is always a key. Um, I always think that I'm I'm good at marketing because I'm process-minded and I'm, I'm statistic-minded. And that I, you know, I know what metrics I want. I know what we need to find, um, and then process. You know, it's it's less ideas and, and more process. But as far as the truck wrap, so so the idea was that we would um, we start. This was actually our second year doing it. So it came from a March Madness type of standpoint, where you know you have the college. I I never watch basketball, but I watch basketball <laughs> once a year, and that's during March Madness, um, college basketball. And I just like the bracket. I like competition. I, I get pretty into that. You know, I fill up my bracket. And, try and pick everything. So, you know, everybody kind of has this cool bracket thing. I was just thinking, what, what can we do with that? And we, we always donated to nonprofits, but we never did anything big. And I guess my, what I wanted to really do, what was success to me is if I can, um, whatever amount of money we donate, uh, justify that in advertising expense. Um, but what we ended up doing is uh, the bracket. So originally we, we thought we'd do 32, 32 brackets and that, we would have all these nonprofits in there and basically just open up voting to the community to pick who won. And whoever won that nonprofit, we would wrap the truck with their logo, it would be their colors. And um, we still have our logo and everything on there, but it would mostly be um, for that nonprofit. Right. And, and in turn, we would donate 5% of that truck's revenue every month to that nonprofit for one year. Um, so the first year winner was Wings Flights of Hope. Uh, basically, they'll, they'll fly kids anywhere around the country to different medical facilities. Uh, and the owner there, what was almost, what was shocking to me, I guess, was he was more excited about the truck being wrapped with his logo going around town than the actual money that we were donating to him. Um, he just valued yeah. it so much. One check to them obviously is, is impactful, but when you get um, a branding opportunity and a free truck that drives around the entire city with their branding, I mean, that, of course, that pays off in the long run. Sure. Yeah, so as far as stats, I mean, we started off, you know, we thought we'd open up to 32 nonprofits, hoping we'd be able to fill that bracket. Uh, we had, you know, over a thousand nonprofits nominated. So we quickly opened that, you know, year one up to 64 brackets. And um, I, I don't know the exact amount of votes offhand, um, but if, when we look at our charts on, on our social media, we'll track, we ran everything through Facebook. One of our other goals was to increase our, our social media presence. Um, just trying to be intimate with, with customers nowadays is a little bit more difficult, uh, unless you're using social media correctly. So that, that was one of our goals as well. Um, so, so driving traffic to our Facebook page was, was key. And we were able to do that with this. Again, I wish I had the, the stats. I, I would be happy to share it with you guys later. 
Yeah. Um, year two, though, year two, it, after we did the first um, truck rep, we've we seen so much success. So we said, well, we need to carry on this momentum. So I'm just doing it once a year. So we then open up a nonprofit of the month every month. And wow. uh, so there's voting on our page. It's for the first few days. It's uh, right now it's in the stage two. So it starts off nominate whoever you want. That goes to the top ten. You check box that, and that winner gets nominated. What we do is there's a, a local TV station um, that, that does an interview with them once once a month. So the winner, we donate $500, then we throw a happy hour for them. And then uh, that bar, you know, donates back. Now what's happened is this has turned into more than just the Salino Plumbing Nonprofit Month. We now have five other companies also contributing to this nonprofit. That's amazing. So you're definitely impacting the community, um, and you're inspiring other people to join you. So that, that just – that helps you in the long run. Um, that's not a return investment that you see up front, but that is a branded name that all of your neighbors will soon um, know if they don't already know Salino Plumbing. So that's that's fantastic. Congratulations. Thanks. So um, is there any you know little bit of information that you want to give to anybody who may be listening, whether that's a business owner, um, someone's taking over his father's account, I mean, his father's business, um, or anybody who may be just looking for any golden nuggets. I mean, everybody wants a business with 23 trucks. So how can you help them? Yeah, um, that's tough. I know like uh, one thing that we just discussed today is as we're growing so quickly, once you get in this high growth stage, you really need people that are focused on processes and not, not necessarily ideas. And when you're growing quickly, you need, you need more process-minded people. So if you can always focus on the process, it's going to get to end result. Maybe it's not the the best, um, cleanest idea, but at least a process that's efficient and effective, um, that'll certainly help, especially if you're in that, that heavy growth stage. Um, anybody that wants to grow, I mean, I know I know one of the big changes for us was um, getting involved with Nextar. Uh, we, I'll be the first one that we don't utilize in the way we should, but they have great ideas. There's, there's tons of people out there that can help you. They're, they have good events. Um, but getting our pricing in order was the very first thing we needed to, to become profitable. Uh, next, our uh, lives by the, the idea of the big five. Um, so reviewing your financial statements and knowing where you stand. You've got to know what your margins are. You've got to know what, what percentage of your labor should be, what percentage of material should be on jobs. Um, so definitely that, that would be probably the, the best advice I'd give is, is know your margins, know what you need to charge, know where you stand financially, and, and have a good vision to move forward. Awesome. Well, thank you again for jumping on with us. Um, I know that anybody listening, um, they got some great information from you. Congratulations on a growing account. I hope that we do get those additional trucks by the, end, by the end of the year. And I can't wait to see what happens once we really fully launch Salino Plumbing and HVAC. So that's exciting. Yeah, yeah. Thanks again, Allison. Uh, definitely appreciate the help. Uh, and it's been a pleasure working with you and Josh. Awesome. Well, I hope you got amazing value from that interview. If you'd like more ideas, strategies, and techniques on how to more effectively market your plumbing, HVAC, or home services business online, go to plumbingmarketing.net. There you'll find interviews just like this and the opportunity to schedule a time with us to just kind of talk about your business and how we can help you implement similar strategies in your business. So plumbingmarketing.net, head over there now, and I'll talk to you soon.